Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us again today for another episode of our Case Cast coming to you from St. Mary Mercy Hospital in uh, Livonia, Michigan. Um, this is Dr. Dominique Hill, the Associate uh, Program Director, and I have Dr. Hope Ring, our fearless uh, leader of our uh, emergency medicine residency program. And today we're going to be discussing how our residency program dealt with the challenges and the struggles uh, during the COVID-19 epidemic. Dr. Ring, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Dr. Hill. Good morning. I'm very happy to be here to discuss how we developed and continued the program in a healthy way during the peak of the COVID epidemic or pandemic, I should say. So first, I figured we'd start off with a little overview of our residency in terms of uh, how many residents we have, what what kind of program we are, like what years. So if you wouldn't mind discussing with, uh, with our listeners about that, Dr. Ring. Yes, I would love to. So we have a four-year residency program and six residents per year. Um, and... Uh, We have our rotations primarily at our hospital here, St. Mary Mercy in Livonia. We do also have residents rotate to shock trauma, and we have some that go to uh, Flint to rotate there in their pediatric um, ICU and uh, Children's Hospital downtown. So so the main rotations based at St. Mary Mercy in Livonia with a couple outside of that hospital. We also have one rotation at St. Joe's Hospital in uh, Ann Arbor slash Ypsilanti border, which is about 20 minutes from the hospital itself. Okay. Um, now that we're acquainted with our residency program, why don't we switch gears and uh, we'll kind of move into how we were impacted by COVID-19. And as you both and you and I both know, our site was hit the hardest out of our Trinity sites. And so we, we saw the majority of the volume. So what were some of the struggles that you, as, a, as our program director, encountered during this? I want to start by saying a little bit about where we're located. We are located outside of Detroit area. And we have quite a bit of nursing homes around the hospital. Therefore, we have a, a elderly, a pretty significant elderly population, which I think why our hospital was hit so hard in all of the Trinity sites. Um, so, giving you a little bit of a back, giving you a little bit of a background, and then telling you that we it hit us fast. Um, that's what, that's the first thing to say is, uh, I remember sitting with the residents. So we had a meeting discussing the COVID preparation. We sat down with our chief residents, myself, the medical director and the chairman for emergency medicine program. I remember sitting and saying, we have to, we knew this was coming. We had a sense this was going to hit us hard. So we sat down together and come up with strategic plans of how to, one, get us geared with PPE and uh, train all the residents um, for the um, nursing staff and the physician staff, how are we going to get them ready for this pandemic? So we had a pretty good idea that this was going to hit us hard. So we started with the meeting prior to having our first patient. And we involved the um, 
EMS. We have an EMS uh, director that's located within the hospital, and they're also involved in disaster preparedness. So we involved him and our infectious disease specialist to come and talk to the residents about how to effectively don and doff. So we started with that, we made a video, which we were able to put on our website for all the residents and also physician staff and nursing staff who were not at that meeting so that they could also see how to don and doff. And so we did that, then we were able to decide on N9, how to get fit tested. So we first we started with the senior residents, getting them fit tested, moving down to all the other residents and intern years. So we did those and uh, talking about the, just focusing on the residency part, we, we got those going. And then we started to have meetings um, within the hospital system, which I was a part of going to those meetings, daily meetings and daily updates. Um, that even started before our first patient arrived. And it was interesting, once the first patient arrived, it just seems like it just, it just quadrupled. It was just, you know, one, oh, we have a first potential patient. Next day we have 10. Next day we were switching floors in the hospital to COVID floors. Um, before you know it, we are so overwhelmed that we have started now to open a, a new ICU, a second ICU. We would call the ED ICU because we have start, we had moved our emergency department from one section of the hospital to the next. So we had this old area that wasn't being used. So that was turned into a second ICU, which our residents were able to staff. So our I would say our volume increased significantly at first with COVID patients and then and also sick COVID patients. And also we had to keep up on the information um, that was coming. As you and everyone know, information was changing daily um, about uh, COVID and how to treat these patients. So we initiated in our hospital daily huddles within the ED department itself. We had a daily emergency medicine um, department huddle where residents were involved, attendants were involved. And this is just to one, inform everyone what our PPE situation was. Two, would inform about our how many patients we have with COVID within the hospital, how many within the ICU, how many on the floors, would involve how many ventilators we have, um, if we have any shortage of BiPAP, CPAP, high flow nasal O2, if we have the, how many um, gowns we have. So we, we strategically get kept every single person in the department informed. And the residents were a big, big, big part of that. Um, and then also with an educational part to that. What's new? We would all listen to the MRAP um, updates every Tuesday and uh, pass that information on within our daily updates. What is this body of experts saying? 
Um, what are we seeing within the, in our hospital and how, what changes should we make because of that? So that's kind of how it slowly built up from our first meeting with no patient to being at the peak with the maximum patients within the hospital and how we kept everyone informed and passing that information on. Well, it definitely sounds like preparation was key and then staying regularly updated with these daily huddles was very critical um, for our for our program. Now, what struggles unique to a program director that you face would you like to share with our audience? It was interesting. You know, I became um, very, very close with our um, um, a scheduler or resident scheduler because we made a very good strategic plan. And I'm so glad we did that not to put everyone within the department all at once. We decided that we were going to, because we had a feeling that people could potentially get sick from COVID and it's include residents. So we knew if we put everyone in the apartment and everyone got sick, then we wouldn't have a backup. So what we did is we kept people in their off rotations at first, where we knew that they wouldn't be as exposed. And we also, at the same time, our hospital um, had to go to pandemic level three response through ACGME, which would mean that we could pull people from off rotations because there were no significant cardiology evaluations. So a lot of residents doing cardiology, there were no elective general surgery. So all the residents doing that could be pulled to the ED. But we didn't pull them all at once to the emergency department. Just because we knew that if we had sick residents, we wouldn't, and if we put them all in the ED, we wouldn't be able to um, get people off if we needed to, people needed to be off to be quarantined. So that was the best strategic plan we did. Yes, and sadly, we did have residents who were positive for COVID and had to be pulled out of the ED, but then we could pull our backup in to replace them. So that worked, and for, you know, whatever you believe in, that worked really well because we were able to pull people off when they were ill, keep them out as long as needed. Um, and then what we were able to do is pull those people from those other rotations or people who are, you know, switch around their vacation time to bring the healthy in and get the sick out so that, we would, so that we could keep everyone as safe and as healthy as possible. So I would say the biggest challenge was scheduling. Um, we also had to schedule the ED ICU for a time period with senior residents. So we had to figure out how to do that in a safe, effective way. We also had to make sure we follow all the ACGME guidelines when it comes to duty hours. We were very, very strict about that. No one would violate any duty hours. We understand that keeping our workforce healthy and safe was the best thing and the most important thing, not only for the residents, but also for patient safety. Um, so wellness was a big part of how we decided to manage everything. So we scheduled residents based on duty hours. We did not um, violate any of those uh, protocols um, because we, it was important. Um, the biggest worry for me is a resident getting sick. 
I did not want that to happen at all. And that was the scariest thing because right when we started to get our peak, we were hearing that um, residents in New York City were sick and residents were, a couple of residents were on ventilators. So we were like, we're getting nervous there. So my, we, on our daily ED huddles, we talked about PPE, donning and doffing, what we learned from, you know, to make sure that people were staying safe. Um, one of simple things like someone donating food, you know, people donate quite a bit of food and we're like, we have to be careful when you get these donated boxes of pizza, tell, you know, how can we safely make sure that we don't pass anything on? So we were pretty, we looked at every single possible transmission, um, risk and try to negate it as much as possible. Um, when residents get sick, I would do daily phone calls just to make sure one, they're doing okay. Two, that if they, you know, they needed to come in to be evaluated, they would be. Um, one of the things we did earlier on is we I, we bought a face mask for the resident or goggles. We made sure all the residents had thermometers at home. <laughs> Simple little things like that. We make sure they had extra sanitizer for home. Um, we know we had enough in the hospital, but we want to make sure they had a home supply. Um, we had some of the residents were able to purchase the home pulse ox um, and heart rate monitor in case something went wrong. So those are the things we planned ahead, right, before. And those actually helped us quite a bit. We were learning, uh, we were reading a lot, and we have such amazing residents who were able to keep up on information in New York, what could keep residents safe. And we were, we started that even before um, COVID hit our hospital high. So I think scheduling was our main challenge. Worry about residents getting ill was my major um, worry. Um, and uh, making sure the residents and everyone kept updated on any protocol changes. Um, watching for if there's any um, you know, after time, people kind of get a little bit lax, watching for any, when people start to get more relaxed or too relaxed and keeping the, keeping the higher, um, um, PPE behavior up. I wanted them to make sure they had to remain strict with their PPE. And this was also passed on to the residents. Wow. Sounds like, uh, if I had to summarize what you just said, um, sounds like, uh, preparation was key, being proactive, and also continue to be very vigilant in terms of PPE and protecting yourselves and uh, staying up to date with all the latest clinical information with regards to COVID and also really, really making sure that uh, wellness, resident wellness was paramount and really f- was fully, was always uh, at the top of your priorities in terms of making sure they had everything they needed, frequent check-ins, uh, PPE, also sending home, sending home cooked meals or delivery service to their house and uh, checking on them when they were sick as well. Um, yeah, and also- that's one of the things we did, uh, Dr. Hill. We um, were able to send a home a meal to all the residents during this time. So just, just a day they could take off that they were home, that they didn't have to cook, didn't have to worry about that. And it was a wellness thing we did. Also, we I checked in, and the chiefs checked in with the residents as much as possible. Our department is just amazing how we came together. 
the some of the faculty um, decided to do a second meal that they could send to the residents that they would make themselves. Um, and so those little wellness things actually kept them um, not only knowing that it was a hard time, but knowing that we were working together as a team. Um, we had a wellness day where we continued our didactics, actually. <laughs> we made sure we stuck to that. We did not stop our didactics. And one of them was wellness day, just to keep in contact with each one. How are they doing? What do they need? Having conversations about how is it, how is this affecting um each resident, because you have to understand, you know, in a residence, you're not with your family. Your family may be, you know, 4,000 miles away. So you, your support system is the hospital. So we wanted to make sure that they are supported and that we continued certain things which were, at, you know, even though that tactics may seem to some people as it's work, it's, you know, learning, but it's also home. It's also what you're used to. It's also continuing the basic things that make you feel you're going to get through this time. I agree wholeheartedly with you. In a time where everything is a moving target, it's good to have that sense of consistency, which kind of grounds you and brings you back to what you know. So I definitely agree about that. Um, Well, I guess we will get ready to wrap this up, Um, but you've given us a great glimpse into into what it it took to manage a program through a pandemic such as COVID-19. I'd like to close with uh, any pearls that you might have for any of the other program directors out there um, after going through this experience. I would say plan ahead, plan, 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 become a team, reach out to make sure you work well together with your medical director, your chairman, um, nursing directors, make sure that you're on the same page, do daily um, emergency department um, huddles. You can, as soon as the pandemic gets hit, it continued with the daily ones and then kind of, you know, slow that down as the things are, everyone's getting used to everything and you know people are keeping update and information is not come changing daily. So I would say make sure you're part of the hospital team. The hospital itself had daily um, huddles that we I was a part of and I was able to listen in. I was able to make uh, suggestions or recommendations for the residents and also pass that information on. Um, uh, checking on the resident wellness. Um, you want to make sure that they are when they can't go to the supermarket as much. You want to make sure they have food. You want to make simple things like that. Try to keep your didactics in place, just because that to me is a base for the resident. Um, and that's one of the things I would say it's very very important. Um, I would also suggest you yourself as a PD. making sure you're okay, making sure you have time off because this becomes very overwhelming, very fast. You're in meetings, whether from home now, WebEx meetings from morning till afternoon and you have to work your clinical shift. So you have to stay healthy just so that you can make sure everyone else stay as healthy as possible and on a well standpoint. And then debriefing. As soon as you come out of this whole phase, we, you know, get your wellness expert to talk about what the challenges were, 
and how to reach out to someone, how to see if someone is having a difficult time. So you want to, at the end, debrief from all of this and keep planning ahead because things are changing now how we are going to do a residency program when it comes to PPE, when it comes to more more online lectures and online didactics. How is that going to affect everyone? How do you check in? How do you make sure people are keeping on track? And in the whole light of all of this, you want to make sure that these duty hours that were put in were put in for a big safety reason, the safety of the residents, the safety of patients. You want to make sure with all of this, you stick to those duty hours. Well, thank you, Dr. Ring, very much for joining us today to talk about a very important topic that's occurring in emergency medicine right now. I'm sure it's going to be a very great help to a lot of program directors out there that are likely going through the same things or having the same thoughts that you're feeling. Uh, But thank you so much for joining us today, everyone, and we will uh, talk to you next time. Thank you very much, Dr. Ring. Thank Thank you. Thank you for having me.